0: Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
1: Yeah.
0: Hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, welcome to the Lord's hour, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord, God Almighty, hallelujah. God is good, God is good, praise God. Don't we have a wonderful God, brothers and sisters? Hallelujah, Don't we have an awesome and wonderful God? Praise the Lord. Yes, we do. Oh, God is good. God is merciful. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Tonight, brothers and sisters, I'm bringing the story of Joseph. Because the story of Joseph is going to be repeated again. Amen? We're going to see famine, okay? And story is going to, again, be repeated. The Lord is pleased with his teaching, which I'm going to bring part one, part two tonight. I was thinking to do part one tonight and part two next Wednesday but I'm going to do both of them tonight. Because the Lord wanted me to do both of them. Praise God. And so this is, is going to be a pay attention because it's going to be a very good message, okay? And for those that haven't logged in, please, brothers and sisters, go back to the archives when you listen to this message and please listen uh, listen to it. Um, for the brothers and sisters that are not here yet. Amen. Uh, it's going to be good. And uh there's gonna be some words, brothers and sisters, that uh please, you know, be patient with me um with the uh, pronunciation. Uh but I think you will understand what I mean, okay? Uh if I if if you don't I'm gonna um I'm just gonna go ahead and, and um, and it spell the words for you amen but uh, please pay attention with uh, pay attention to it because it's going to be uh very a uh you know it has you know some wisdom it also has the uh you're you're gonna listen to you know some of the um, based on this message it's going to be Exactly what is coming, and also, okay, it's good for your uh, spiritual life. Amen. So, very good. We're going to go ahead and uh, we're going into a prayer, brothers and sisters. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, God Almighty, oh, Holy Spirit, protect us. Holy Spirit, take charge of our protection. Jesus Christ, cover us with your blood, with your holy blood. Hallelujah, cover the radio with your blood, Lord Jesus, protect the radio. Dear Lord Jesus, hallelujah, kill those demons, north, south, east, and west. Hallelujah, up and down, destroy them all, Lord Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke them. In the name of Jesus, we bind them. We break their powers by the blood of Jesus, and we command them to go in the name of Jesus. Go in the name of Jesus to the pit of hell. Go in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, come down with fire and consume them all, Holy Spirit. Fire, 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 fire. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us our sins, Lord. We repent and cleanse us, Lord. Cleanse us. We humbly come before you, Lord. Cleanse us, cleanse us, cleanse us, purify our heart. Forgive us, Lord. We truly repent, Lord Jesus. Forgive us. Forgive us our sins, Lord. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. You're welcome into this place. Jesus Christ, you're welcome. You're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome, and Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost. Praise God Almighty. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, blow, 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 Holy Spirit, you touch them. You touch their hearts, Holy Spirit. Minister them, Holy Spirit. Minister them, hallelujah. Touch them, touch them, touch them, touch them, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Blow, 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 blow. From north, south, east, west. Holy Spirit, let it rain. Let it rain. Holy Ghost. Let it rain. 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 Hallelujah. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Sweet and gentle. Holy Spirit, and powerful. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. Holy Spirit. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain rain, 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 rain. Holy Ghost, touch them, touch them, touch them, touch them. Holy Spirit, hallelujah! Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, your anointing, Holy Spirit, is so powerful and beautiful. Hallelujah! Praise God Almighty! Praise Jesus! Hallelujah! Yeshua HaMashiach! Praise God Almighty! Hallelujah! Oh, dear Heavenly Father, send trillions of angels, archangels to fight in the spiritual warfare. I thank you, Father, for doing that. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise the King of Kings. Oh, praise, hallelujah, the King of Kings. Because he's coming, 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 he's coming. coming, coming. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God Almighty. Oh, hallelujah, we're waiting for your coming, hallelujah, Lord. Help us to be patient, help us to be patient, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, help us to be humble, help us to be like you, help us, Lord, help us. Help us, Holy Spirit, help us, Jesus. Oh, to endure, hallelujah, to be patient, to be patient, to be patient for you, hallelujah. Touch the hearts, Holy Spirit. Ah, hallelujah, anoint us, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, hallelujah. Oh, I praise you, Holy Spirit, I praise you, I praise you, I praise you, I praise you. That's Father God and the Holy Ghost and Jesus Christ are one, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus was telling me, praise God. You know, the Holy Spirit, when you call Jesus, you call the Holy Spirit too, because all three of them are one. Hallelujah, praise God. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, I love you. Holy Spirit, I love you. Holy Spirit, hallelujah, praise, praise the name of Jesus, praise the name of Jesus, Holy Ghost, hallelujah. I love you, Holy Ghost, gentle and sweet Holy Spirit. Our best friend is you, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. You are our best friend, our best friend, hallelujah. Help us, help us, help us, help us, help us, Holy Spirit, help us to endure, help us, help us, help us, help us to be patient, help us, hallelujah, to be ready, hallelujah, Oh, Holy Ghost, help us to be ready as a bride for Jesus Christ, help us to be cleansed, hallelujah, help us to be with God, it's God. Help us with no wrinkles, hallelujah. No stain, but pure before, hallelujah, the groom. But pure before the groom. Praise the Lord God Almighty, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, help us, help us, help us, help us. We need your help. Help us to be patient, hallelujah. Help us to be righteousness. Help us to be holy because God is holy and you are holy. Help us to be holy. Cleanse us from head to toe. Cleanse us, cleanse us, cleanse us, purify our heart, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord God Almighty. Yeshua HaMashiach. Hallelujah. Praise God Almighty. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, God is good. God is good. Praise the Lord. Awesome. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh God it's good brothers and sisters hallelujah oh God it's good God is good hallelujah He's big in mercy he's great- he's great in mercy hallelujah tonight, brothers and sisters, I will talk about joseph, praise the Lord, God Almighty. So this is a story in two parts, brothers and sisters. Part one is about Joseph, who is the favorite son. Part two is about his brothers, who are the chosen family. Part one is about how that dearly loved son was humiliated and then exalted. We follow the story of how Joseph came to his brothers, praise God. The brothers hated him because he was the love and favorite son. They threw him in the pit and sold his to to traitors who took him to Egypt. But God, hallelujah, but God blessed Joseph and raised him up so that he became the governor at the right hand of Pharaoh with authority over the whole land of Egypt, hallelujah, praise God. Joseph is very much like Jesus. Part one of this story shines light, light on Jesus Christ, the dearly loved and highly favored Son of God, who came into the world for us, suffered our rejection. Hallelujah, and yet has been exalted to the highest place where he reigns as priest and as a Savior. That tells us on Acts 5, verse 31, praise God. The brothers are very much like us. So while Part One, Jesus, Part Two points to our story. It is a story of how God redeems sinners like us through the love and favorite Son. Part One is about the Redeemer. Part Two is about the Redeem. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Keeping this structure in mind will help you to know where we are. Hallelujah, where we are over part one is about God's great purpose for his son. Part two is about God's gracious plan for his people. To understand these chapters, we need to get a picture of the 10 brothers. They were not like Joseph. They have lived the opposite of a godly life. You can see that in four snapshots, that are given to us in the Bible. Hallelujah. The first is the story of Simeon and Levi in Genesis 34. Joseph brothers made a deal with the uh, Canaanites. That is the extended family of a man called Shishon. Shishon had fell, fallen in love and is left with her sister Dinah. The brothers were, hallelujah, out-rich, But then they made a deal with Shisham that they would be at peace with him and blend the family if all the men were circ- circumcised. The man Shisham agreed. But while they were still recovering and in no position to fight, the son of Jacob launched, hallelujah, and exalted on the men of the city, and destroy it completely. In Genesis 34, 34, verse 30, Jacob says to Simeon and Levi, you have brought trouble on me by making me stink to the inhabitants of the land. You have dragged my name in the dirt. Nobody will ever trust my word. Or the word of this family again. The second is the story of Reuben in Genesis 35, verse 22. While Israel lived in the land, Reuben went and lay with Abilhah, his father's cubine. And Israel heard of it. Reuben was the firstborn son in Genesis 35 but he brought disgrace on the family through his sexual um, indulgence. Third story is the story of Judah in Genesis 38. Here we read the account of Judah and Tamar. Suffice to say that this is another story showing another of the brothers to be sexually Promiscuous Judah is a man without sexual bind, boundaries behind him he leaves a a trial of broken hearts and wounded lives if he sins his way further and further away from God. The fourth story is a story of joseph on genesis thirty seven We saw in part one. Hallelujah, the story of how Joseph was sent by his father on a long journey to find his brothers. The scripture says, saw him from afar and before he came near to them, they conspired against him to kill him. In Genesis 37, verse 18. In the kindness of God, Reuben restrained them. He said to the brothers, uh, "Shed no blood to him into his in, in, into this pit here in the wilderness." And Genesis thirty-seven verse twenty-two. Then the uh, Ishmaelites traders arrived, and the brothers sold Joseph for twenty pieces of silver. Genesis thirty-seven verse twenty-eight. That was not bad enough. The brothers then went back to their father and told him that his dearly loved son was dead. They dipped Joseph's coat in the blood of an animal, and they said to Jacob, "This we have found. Please identify whether it is your son's robe or not, or not." And Genesis 37, verse 32, Jacob said, It is my son's Rob. Hallelujah. A fierce animal has devoured him. Joseph is without God, turned to pieces. Genesis 37, verse 33. Jacob went into mourning, and he refused to be comforted. He said, I will go to my bed mourning. His whole life was soaked in sorrow because of a lie that was per- perpetuated by the brothers. These brothers were men whose word could not be trusted. They were prone to violence. They were sexually out of control. They could lie even to one who loved them in order to cover up their own sin. There's a question at the heart of this story. How can men and women like this share in the blessing of God? How can a person who has betrayed, trust, lied, broken promises, deceived, even their own loved ones, come to share in the blessing of God? Remember the big picture of the Bible story. God comes to Abraham and says, I will bless you. And through you, all the nations, earth will be blessed. The blessings will come to and through Abraham's offspring. There's Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob. Then these ten brothers, the brothers were the great grandchildren of Abraham. And they are about as far away from the blessing of God as it is possible to be. The men like this share in the blessing of God. What lies before us is a remarkable story of redemption. We're going to see how God can transform the most broken life. Hallelujah. It is a marvelous story of hope. I want to draw out seven themes from this story and we'll. We will see in them a model of how Jesus Christ, the love and favorite son of God, works in broken lives. And what his grace can do in us and in the people we love today. The first theme is the awakening of conscience. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God. The timeline is is important. Joseph was 17 years old when his brother sold him as a slave. In Genesis 37, verse 2, he was 30 years old when he entered the service to Pharaoh. And there were seven years of, of plentiful harvest before the famine that we find at the beginning of chapter 42. More than 20 years have passed since, since the brother sold Joseph to the traders on their way to Egypt. During these 20 years, they have slept into the worst of all positions. Their sins were forgotten, but not forgiven. No doubt. What they have done will have been undermined at times. But there was never a time when they came to their father and said, "There we lie to you. Your son was not killed by wild animals. We sold him to traitors on their way to Egypt. There was no confession. And there had been no repentance. The brothers simply moved on. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Here we are 20 years later. The brothers are working for their father. 20 years, they have been also been lying to the father, deceiving the father, and having repeated the sad story of how their poor brother was so tragically killed by wild beasts to every person who visits them, Whoever, every person who visits the family, they might well have come to believe the story themselves. If your sins are forgotten but not forgiven, you are in the worst of a spiritual position. If you're troubled by the memory of your past sins, I say far better that your sins are forgiven but not forgotten than forgotten and not forgiven. The worst decision of all is to be at peace with yourself when your sins are not dealt with. Hope begins for these brothers. begins for us when God awakens the conscience and God does that in this story in four ways. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. God awakens our conscience by disturbing peace. God often breaks into our lives through unexpected events that are completely beyond our control. That happened here through a famine. The famine was severe over all the earth on Genesis forty one, verse fifty seven. The brothers found themselves in need. This had not happened to them before. The brothers and sisters, the same thing is going to happen. Again, Joseph's story will be repeated. Why? Because of sin. Why? Because of unrepentance. Why? Because of disobedience. Hallelujah. Jacob learned that there was grain forsaken Egypt. So ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain in Egypt. Ha ha ha! This is how God gets them. If you ever think that you can ever escape from God, you are so wrong. He will get you when you when you least expect it. So when they arrived in Egypt, we are told that Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. Joseph recognized his brothers because nothing about them had changed. They were just 20 years older. But Joseph, having been elevated to the highest position in Egypt, will have looked very different from the last time the brothers had seen him. This is a message for you and I. Hallelujah. That when you are obedient in righteousness, God blesses you to the highest position in your life. But remember this before be, remember this before he blesses you he will test you then the blessing comes praise God So Joseph had well, having shaved his scalp oil in his face and eyebrows painting with cosmetics as the fact his status as an Egyptian secret. Beyond that the long flowing robes of an Egyptian governor, and the fact that he wasn't speaking another language will have made him unrec- unrecognizable to his brothers. Some writers are critical of Joseph for the way he deals with the uh, brothers, but what he does is used by God to bring about a remarkable change. Hallelujah. We can never question God. He does everything for a purpose. The change begins in verse 17, where we read that he put them all in custody for three days on verse 17. Maybe there are ways in which God is breaking into your life by disturbing your peace. Hello. Things seem to be going along well, and then something unexpected and quite beyond your control happens. Some trouble comes to your family. You're moved from your job. A secret is revealed. There's an issue with your health. There is an issue with your family. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God in the trial. Everything is changed, or oh, praise God in the test. Hallelujah. Everything is changed. Life cannot go. Life cannot go on as it did before through this event. God has disturbed your peace. That awakens the conscience by a rose in memory. Verse 21, verse 22. We see this especially in verse 21 and verse 22. But I think that the awakening of this, of their memory, may have begun in verse 1. When Jacob learned that there was grain for sale in Egypt, he said to his son, Why do you look at why do you look at one another? On verse one. Jacob says to the the word Egypt and the brothers are all looking at each other. <laughs> that's where that's where we went Joseph. Now the old man who thinks Joseph is dead is sending us. So the brothers go following the same route that will have been taken by the traitors. Then when they arrived in Egypt, the brothers are thrown into prison. Now memory is really arose. For no good reason, we threw our brother in a pit. And now for no good reason, we have been thrown into prison. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. You see, nobody can escape from God, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord God Almighty. So on verse 21, then... They said to one another, in truth, we are guilty concerning our brother and that we saw the distress of his soul when he begged us and we did not listen. That is why this distress has come upon us. It is all coming back to them now. Oh, boy, God has brought their past actions to mind and their own sins are real and alive and fresh and present. Conscience is awakened. They see what God sees and know what God knows. Hallelujah. Verse 22. And Reuben answered them Did I not tell you not to sin against the boy? But you did not listen. So now there comes a reckoning for his blood. And Genesis 42. 21-22, 21-22, so this turban teeth a rosy memory. God awakens the conscience by speaking harsh, harshly. Notice that, that this is mentioned twice. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them, but he treated them like strangers and spoke roughly to them. In Genesis 42, verse 7. Then, when they return to jo- Jacob, they say, The man, the Lord of the land, it spoke wrathfully to us and took us to be a spy of the land. Genesis 42, verse 30. <laughs> it is a, it is striking how often the first word Jesus spoke to people in the Gospels might easily have turned them away. One example in this in the story in Matthew 15 of the Canaanite woman who came to Jesus and begging for help. Jesus said, "I was sent only to the lost sheep of of Israel." She will not take no for an answer. Lord, help me! Lord, help me! Jesus said, "It is not right to take the children's break and throw it to dogs." You will think at this point she will take offense and go. That she said, even the dogs eat the cramps <laughs> Hallelujah from the master table. And then Jesus said, Woman, great is your faith, bid it on for you as you desire on Matthew fifty one, twenty one verse twenty eight, praise God. Her request is granted and her daughter was healed at that moment, praise God. Let me try it and it, it, let me try it and explain where you might experience something similar. Hallelujah! You come to church. Hello, you come to the Lord's hour, and what you hear is not comfortable. The word of God is servant to you. One way to describe the Bible is that it has two parts: the law and the gospel. It tells us what God requires. And it reveals to us what God provides. Speak law to us. Why does God speak law to us? Why does the Holy Spirit convict us of sin? Why do you have this experience of sitting in church feeling that, feeling that you may not be the good and righteous person you like to think you are after all? Hallelujah, only when you feel the way of the law will you see your need of the gospel. Paul explains this on Romans seven. The law is good on verse twelve. Because it is, hallelujah, it is through God's law that we discover our own sin. It is through God's law that we discover our own sin. When we see what that requires of us, we see that we are nowhere, nowhere near when He calls us to be. Not even at our our best. If you feel convicted of sin tonight, thank God for it. To be at peace when your sins are not dealt with is the worst of all positions. Praise God, Hallelujah. When God speaks to you harshly, which is what conviction of sin feels like, it is actually the greatest kindness, praise God Almighty, hallelujah. The great irony in this story, the man who speaks harshly is the brother who loves them and whose undeserved favor will save them. God may seem to be against you, but he's totally for you in Jesus Christ. And when you come to know who he is, you will see all that he says and all that he does in a completely different light. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Disturbing peace, arousing memory. Speaking harshly, God awakens the conscience by showing you kindness. Hallelujah. Verse 25, verse 28. Joseph spoke harshly to the brothers, but he could not restrain his own love for them. Emotion overcomes him, and he has to leave the room. He turned away from them and wept. And Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain, hallelujah, and to replace every man's money in his staff. Oh, hallelujah, every time, hallelujah. I read about Joseph, I cry, praise God. And to give him provisions for the journey. I'm Genesis 42, verse 25. This is a sheer Hallelujah. Act of kindness. The Bible says that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance on Romans two verse four. Praise God. Hallelujah. It is commonly it is it is commonly thought that preaching the holy law is the most awakening truth in the Bible. The by the mouth is stopped and all the world becomes guilty before God. And indeed, I believe that this is the most ordinary means which God makes use of. And yet, to to me, there's something far more awakening in the sight of a divine Savior freely offering himself to every one of the human race. Praise God. The, fa- the fascinating thing here is that the brothers don't know what to do with this act of kindness. They don't understand what has happened. The brothers find the money in his bag, and he says, my money has been put back. There it is in the mouth of my sack. Hallelujah. At least their hearts fail them. And they turned trembling to one another, saying, Praise the Lord. What is this that God has done to us? On verse 28. That is the first time in the entire story that the brothers have ever mentioned the name of God. Praise the Lord. Alas, these men who have lied and broken trust and have long forgotten their past sins have some awareness of God. Right now, they think he's against them. They don't yet know the great purpose of grace he has for their lives. But at least they are awakened. God has been at work in their lives. He has disturbed their peace. He has aroused their memories. He has spoken to them harshly. And now he's showing them Undeserved kindness and favor. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Here's my question in closing, hallelujah, the first part of this story. Has anything like this ever happened to you? Hallelujah, you may say that you have always been Christians. Well, have you ever been awakened and convicted of sin? Of course, this happens in different ways, at different times, and with the, and with different degrees intensity. So, so how would you know if this has happened to you? When you are awakened, you will come to the clear conclusion that you are a sinner. You will say, "I have sinned." Enough in my life already to deserve the condemnation of God. But you come to this conclusion by yourself. When you do the pride, the swagger, the self-righteousness, and the pretense will all be gone. You will feel that you are a person whose only hope is in Jesus Christ. And hope will have begun for you. Moving on, please turn to Genesis 43. We're reading Genesis 43, 1, verse 5, and 26, verse 34. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was reading Genesis 42, 1, verse 8, and 18, verse 28. We're moving on to Genesis 43, 1, 5, and 26, 34. Praise God Almighty. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. So let's continue. So, in part one, again, we follow the story of Joseph, the love and the favorite son who came in search of his brothers. He was hated, despised. Joseph was sold as a slave, but God lifted him up and he became the governor of Egypt. And we saw that this point to Jesus, who suffered and died on the cross, but now is exalted at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Hallelujah, but Joseph brothers, Hallelujah, We saw that their sins were many, and we asked the question, "How can men like this enter into the blessing of God?" We saw that the change in this man began. When they were awakened and convicted, hallelujah, God, in His kindness, uses various means to awaken the conscience. God awakens conscience by disturbing our peace god awaken awakens conscience by arousing memory. God awakens conscience by speaking harshly. oh praise God, hallelujah, this is what God does through the law. The law is good because it shows us our true position. It convicts us of sin. It shows us the danger we're in. It awakens us to our need of a Savior. Hallelujah. So that God awakens conscience by showing kindness. We touched on this only briefly, just a moment ago. Let's look at this more clearly again. Joseph showed kindness to his brothers by putting the money they pay for the grain back in their sacks. It was a wonderfully generous, freely giving act of kindness. When they discovered the money, the brothers did not know what to make of it. They said, What is this that God has done to us? On verse 28 be against them. This was the first time in the entire story that the brothers have mentioned the name of God. They thought God was against them, but at least they they now have some sense that God was at work in their lives. As we take up the story, we're going to see how God's love and kindness can awaken. Even the hardest of hearts, Hallelujah! I have three observations, Hallelujah. The the reluctance of Jacob, the experience of the brothers, the identity of Joseph. So the reluctance of Jacob. Simeon, happy been detained in Egypt, in the pride of his freedom, others will return bringing their youngest brother Benjamin with them. Oh, boy. Benjamin was of special importance to Joseph because, two were the sons of Rachel, the great love of Jacob's life. Hallelujah. Joseph wanted to see Benjamin, but there's something more here, praise God. Praise the Lord. Joseph knew that like him, Benjamin was loved and favored son. He loved Benjamin as he loved Joseph. The brothers had hated Joseph because he was so greatly loved by the father. Did they also hate Benjamin? Or had there been some change in the brothers? That's what Joseph wanted to know. Praise God. God has one son who is dearly loved and highly favored. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son in John 3, verse 16. But in the Old Testament, there are many figures who point to him. I said points with Jesus, and so does Joseph, and here Benjamin also plays the role of the love and favored son of whom the hope of all his brothers will depend. Follow the story with me. The brothers go back to Canaan and report all that has happened to Jacob. Simeon has been detained. The prize of his release is that we go back taking Benjamin with us. Jacob says, there's no way that it's going to happen. And Jacob, their father, said to them, you have buried me of my children. Joseph is no more. And Simeon is no more. And now you will take Benjamin? All this has come against me. Genesis 42, verse 36, praise God. My son shall not go down with you, on um, verse 38, no way. <laughs> I can't imagine Jacob. My son shall not go down with you, no way. For his brother is dead and he is the only one left, And Genesis 42, verse 38. So Simeon languished in prison. His only hope is that Benjamin, Benjamin, the dearly loved son, should be sent. But Jacob cannot spare his dearly loved son. My son shall not go with you. He is the only one left on verse 38. Past and eventually, the beating famine forces the reluctant. Jacob to change his mind. Now the famine was severe in the land. And when they had eaten the grain that they had brought from Egypt, their father said to them, go again, buy us a little food. Genesis 43, 1, verse 2. So Jacob doesn't get the problem. But Judah said to him, the man solemnly warned us. Saying, you shall not see my face unless your brother is with you. In Genesis 43, verse 3. Dad, don't you get it? I can imagine that. We can't go unless unless you let us take Benjamin. The brothers want to go back to Egypt. Simeon is waiting in prison for the return. Hallelujah. But they can return unless they have the Benjamin with them. And Jacob won't let Benjamin go. Aren't you glad that God is a better and kinder father than Jacob? He who did not bear his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Romans 8, verse 32. It is easy not to understand Jacob's. It is not easy to understand Jacob's reluctance, but let that be a window for you into what is what it meant for God to send his one and only son into this world, knowing what we will do to him when he came hallelujah Jacob can't come to terms with sending his dearly loved son he said to the brothers why did you treat me so badly as to tell the man that you had another brother on verse 6 they say the men question us carefully about ourselves and our kindred saying is your father still alive (laughs) Do you have another brother? Oh man, oh man oh man, you see how how oh man this 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 happened for a reason, praise God. Oh God did everything to get them. What do we told him What what's an answer to this question? Could we in any way know that that he will say, Bring your brother down? That's in Genesis forty three verse seven, brothers and sisters. Point, you feel sorry for the brothers. How could they possibly have known that they will be asked to produce Benjamin? Jacob could could uh, rightly blame the brothers for many things, but at this point, the old man is being unreasonable. His age and his disappointments in life have got to him, and he takes it out of these brothers, who at this point were not to blame. If you are caring for an, an aging parent or someone else in great need, you may find that the burden of, burden of their disappointment and the frustration of their declining powers leads them to make exceptions that are not kind and to say things that are not true. The brothers do well here. Their response is calm and direct. On verse 7, could we in any way know that he will say, bring your brother down? It seems that there was a a, a stalemate and that it lasted for a long time. On verse 10, if we had not delayed, we will now have returned twice. Eventually, the situation for the whole family became desperate. On verse 8, Judah said, send the boy with me, that we may live and not die, both we and you and our little ones. Jacob, your dearly loved son, is the only hope for you, the only hope for us, and the only hope for our children. If you won't send them, all of us will die. Finally, uh, Jacob relents. If it must be so, on verse 11. So, on the second journey of Egypt, they arose on verse 15 and went down to Egypt and stood before Joseph. When when the brothers arrived, they experienced nothing but kindness. They're welcome and they are fed. I want you to notice four acts of kindness. The experience of the brothers, The welcome on verse 16, 18. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the uh, steward of his house, bring the man into the house, slaughter an animal, and make ready for the man are to dine with me, Genesis 43, verse 16. Why in the world will these brothers be invited to dine with the governor of Egypt? Why will he want these strangers and and forerunners in his own house? The answer is on verse 16. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them on verse 16, when the brothers came on their own, the great ruler spoke harshly to them. But when they came in the company of the dearly loved son, the great ruler received, received them with kindness. He opened his home to them and he did it because the early loved son was with them. That is a beautiful picture of our position before God. If you come to him without the dearly loved son, you will find that he speaks harshly to you. But if you come to God in the company of his dearly loved son, you will find that you are welcome into his house and you will be seated at his table. Praise God. Hallelujah. This kindness takes the brothers completely by surprise. The last time they were here, the great rulers spoke to them harshly. They expected more of the same. On verse 18, the men were afraid because they were brought to Joseph's house. And they said it is because of the money which was replaced in our thoughts. The first time that we are brought in so that he fall upon us to make us servants. It says are donkey Genesis forty three seventeen verse eighteen. That was exactly what the brothers had done to the Canaanite. They launched an assault when these men were in opposition to defend themselves. And Genesis thirty four, it was such an uh, atrocity a that Jacob said, it. "Have made his name stink." Genesis 30, the way you expect others to treat you will often reflect the way you have treated others. The brothers assault the man of Chicham. They assume that this is what Joseph has in mind for them. Kindness, which is the kindness of the steward, On verse 19, 23. So they went up to the store of Joseph's house, and spoke with him at the door of the house on Genesis 42, verse 19. They explained to the store that after their last visit, they have found money in their sacks. They did not know how it got there, but they have brought it back. The store replied on verse 23, peace to you, do not be afraid. Your God, and the God, and the God of your father has put treasure into your socks for you. I receive your money. Genesis 43, verse 23. His tour proclaims the goodness of God to them. When the brothers found the money in their socks, they said, what has God done to us? In Genesis 42, verse 28, that was the voice of a bad conscience speaking. God must be against us. He's setting us up. The steward said, No, I receive your money. Your God has given you an amazing gift of kindness. He has done something good for you. Then he brought Simeon to them. And Genesis forty three verse twenty three forty three verse twenty three. Imagine the relief and joy it might have been for these men to see Simeon. They have feared that they might be overpowered and thrown and throw into prison with Simeon. But the experience of the brothers is completely different. Kept his word. When Benjamin came, Simeon was released. I wonder what Simeon said to his brothers. Uh I thought you will never come. I thought if they do to me what we all did to Joseph, I will never get out of here. I'm so glad you have changed. What took you so long? (laughs) Praise God. Well, you know what that old man is like about his dearly loved son. Praise God. He wouldn't let Benjamin go. Thank God he relents in the in, in the end. With Benjamin here, everything is different. So the banquet on verse 26, verse 34. Have some water. Hallelujah. Excuse me, brothers and sisters, I'm drinking water. Praise God. Hallelujah. For the banquet, let's continue. When Joseph came home, hallelujah, when the great man arrives, there's no speaking harshly. He asks about their fathers on verse 27. He pronounces words of blessings over Benjamin on verse 29. He brings them into the lavish banquet. There were three tables. Joseph sat at one. The brothers sat at another. Joseph's servant sat. At another reconciliation has not yet taken place. We have to wait another couple of weeks for that. <laughs> it comes in chapter forty five Hallelujah, but a remarkable change has already begun. The conscience of the brothers has been awakened, and now they are experiencing experiencing love and kindness that cannot really understand. There's much to learn here from Joseph about forgiveness and reconciliation, brothers and sisters. His kindness comes first. The repentance comes later. Barriers are being lowered. Barriers are being lowered. hearts are being changed. God loves us while we were still sinners. And Joseph's love and kindness reaches out to the brothers and leads them to repentance. Kindness, love, forgiveness leads to repentance. Hallelujah. Think about the many ways in which you have experienced the kindness of God. Think about your health, your work, your gifts, and talents the home you live in, the income you have been able to generate, the, the lifestyle you are able to sustain, hallelujah, the fact that you live in this country, even though, yes, it is a thinner country, hallelujah, but God has blesses you. The fact that you live in this country where you have so many blessings and advantages, God is good, hallelujah, because God blesses us. Hallelujah, whatever you are, God blesses you. Praise God. Where did this gift come from? Why are they yours? How are you going to respond to this kindness that God has lavished on your life? None of which is yours by right and none of which any of us deserves. God kindness is meant to lead you to repentance on Romans two verse four Hallelujah, learn brothers and sisters from his kindness to bring people to Jesus. hallelujah, don't try to bring people hallelujah with with hard words, you bring people to Jesus with love, Praise the Lord, hallelujah so the the ruler who knows them through, though they don't yet know him, so remember we saw that while Joseph knew the brothers, they did not recognize him. he was speaking a different language, his head would have been shaved, he would have been wearing the cosmetics of the Egyptian artist over his eyes. Joseph knows all about the brothers. He knows who they are, what they have done, but they do not yet recognize him. Notice in verse 33 when they are brought into the banquet, they are seated in exactly the order of their birth from the oldest to the youngest. And the men look at one another in amazement. Amazement on verse 33. How in the world does this ruler in Egypt know the first order of our first? This great ruler seems to know all about them, even though at this point they don't know him. Praise God. Hallelujah. The prophet who loves them thought they don't yet love him. When the prophets spoke about John, they referred to him as the man. I counted the seven times in the story, Genesis 42, 30, and 33, Genesis 43, 3, 5, 6, 13, and 14. That's exactly the way people who don't know or love God speak about him, isn't it? The man upstairs, God, whoever he, she, or it may be. The person they refer to as, the man is, not only the ruler who knows them, he's also the brother who loves them. Hallelujah. You see that that through throughout the story, but especially in verse 30, when Joseph sees Benjamin, then Joseph, hurry out for his compassion, grew warm for his brother. He sought a place to wept. And he entered his chamber and wept there. In Genesis 43, verse 30. The victim who is ready to forgive them, though, they don't yet know they have sinned against him. The brother's conscience is awakened. Hello, they know that they have sinned. What they don't know... Is that the person they have sinned against? It's the one, hallelujah, it's the one at whose table they are now eating. In all of this, Joseph is pointing us to the Lord Jesus, to the Lord Jesus Christ, who is He? Jesus is the ruler who knows you. Jesus is the brother who loves you and the victim who is ready to forgive you. Jesus is hallelujah, your father. Jesus is your best friend, praise the Lord. So the ruler who knows you before before I thought goes through, you're mine. Before a thought goes through your mind and before a word leaves, time, God knows it complete. He knows everything about you. How that feels depends entirely on whether the one who knows you is for you or against you. And it depends on whether you are for or against him. David knew what the God was for him, and he was for God. Hallelujah! So he said, "You know me completely, and such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is wonderful. It is wonderful. It is wonderful that you know me. How else will I ever be brought to your banquet if you did not know me? How will I ever be invited into your house?" The woman at the well goes to her town and say. Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Hallelujah. That included a lot of, she should not have done. So why was she glad about it? Because she had discovered that the one who knew her also loved her. And that there was hope. That there was hope for her, for her and him. Hallelujah. The ruler who knows you is the brother who loves you. When you get a taste of his love for you, it will not be long before you find in your heart a love that returns to him. We love him because he has first loved us. Hallelujah! And this ruler who is in nature God, who is a brother because he became man in Jesus Christ, it's the victim, hallelujah, who is ready for to forgive you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All of our all of our sins are sins against him. David David saw that when he said in Psalm fifty one, Against you only have I sinned. I need your forgiveness. Jesus is the victim who suffered on account of our sins. Our sins were laid on him. He became the sacrifice. He was the victim. Praise the Lord God Almighty, Yeshua HaMashiach. Hallelujah. But now, right and exalted, he stands ready to forgive us. Hallelujah. To welcome all who will be reconciled to him to call us his brothers and sisters, to sit us at his table, to sit us at his table, to sit us at his table, to feed us and nourish us even to eternal life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You are known, you are loved, and you can be forgiven through Jesus Christ. The love and favorite son of God, who loved you and gave himself for you. When you see who he is, why would you not commit to him as your ruler? Love him as your brother. And trust him as I, the Savior who gave himself as a sacrifice for your sins. Hallelujah. When you do, you will be able to say, Your blood has washed away my sin, Jesus, thank you. The Father ran completely satisfied, Jesus, thank you. Once your enemy now seated at your table, Jesus, thank you. Praise God. Jesus is our Lord. Jesus is our friend. Jesus is our Father. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. This story of Joseph once again will be repeated. Save food and water because famine is coming. Famine is coming. Forgive and repent because Jesus is standing at the door. We are living in grace. Time is running out. Repent, repent, repent. And turn to God. Hurry, run to Jesus. He's the only one who can save you from the Holocaust that is coming, repent and be obedient,
2: amen, amen,
0: amen, hallelujah, oh, hallelujah, God bless you all, and keep looking up, because the King is coming, very soon, very soon, and we are going home, we're going home soon, praise God. May the Lord bless you, may the Lord keep you, may the Lord be gracious unto you, may the Lord give you his peace, shalom, shalom, hallelujah. Praise God. Be blessed, brothers and sisters. Keep looking up because Jesus Christ, our King, is coming. Our King is coming. Oh, you continue to be with the Lord. You continue to fast. You continue to pray, hallelujah. You continue to be fed to be faithful to him. You continue to be there. Hallelujah, until, hallelujah. Hallelujah, until it's finished, brothers and sisters. You continue to grab that cross. You continue to hold that cross. Oh, you don't let that cross go. You take up you take up that cross. You pick up that cross, and you be faithful to God. No matter what you're going through, no matter what the situation is going into your life, hallelujah, no matter what situation you're going through, you hold on to that cross. You hold on to that cross. You hold That, that you, hold it, you hold it. You don't let it go. You don't let it go. You don't let that trial hallelujah let you, don't let that trial and tribulation and test make you you know, drop that cross because that's the test right there God is testing you some of you hallelujah and God will bring even more test hallelujah to purify his bride hallelujah oh hallelujah famine is coming but when that comes hallelujah you hold on to Jesus You hold on to Jesus. You, hallelujah, don't let the Lord down because God is going to, hallelujah, he's going to ask you for an account, praise God, and he will reward you in heaven. He will give it to you. He will reward you. Everything what you're doing here on earth, hallelujah, oh, praise the Lord, Yeshua, Mashiach, will be reward in heaven, praise God. Everything that you do here is counting in heaven, praise God. All angels are writing everything down, brothers and sisters, what you're doing. Everything what you're doing in this life, everything is being written, hallelujah. The books will be open one day, praise God Almighty, Hallelujah. The books will be open one day. you be careful what you say, my brothers and sisters, you be careful what you what you continue with your life. you continue with God, hallelujah, but be careful, be careful, be careful not to judge. be careful to continue with God, be careful, hallelujah, to what you to who and what you listen, hallelujah. Because now one these days, my brothers and sisters, there are a lot of false prophets, praise God. A lot of false teaching. praise the Lord. But you trust God only. You trust the Lord only, my brothers and sisters. You hold on there tight. Be, continue, continue to, continue to be with the Lord. Oh, ask the Lord to give you strength. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom. Ask the Lord to give you humility. Ask the Lord to get rid of that pride, my brothers and sisters. We all, brothers and sisters, have pride. We all, can I ask the Lord to humble us. We all need from Jesus. We all need from God. Hallelujah. This is why Jesus came into the cross to die for you and I. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. So then we can come into repentance and he can help us too, my brothers and sisters. He came to die for you and I. Praise the Lord. We would not make it to heaven if it wouldn't be for Jesus Christ. And thanks, Father God. Thanks, Father God, for sending us Jesus. Hallelujah. But let's be faithful to Jesus. Let's be faithful to Jesus and respect the Lord and obey the Lord. Reverence to Jesus Christ. Father God, I can can be pleased with you. Hallelujah. Oh, cleanse us, cleanse us, cleanse us, cleanse us, cleanse us, Holy, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, prepare us for the rapture, prepare us for the rapture. We humbly come to you, dear Lord Jesus. We humbly come to you. Hallelujah. Oh, we surrender. We surrender to you. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ. Oh, dear Lord Jesus, get rid of this pride. Take this pride away. Get rid of this pride. Get rid of this pride. Hallelujah. Take it, Lord. Take it away from us. We don't need it. We don't need it. Take anything, everything that does not pleases you, praise God. Oh, anything that does not pleases you, Lord, you remove it. You take it away and pour on us what we need from you, Father God. Pour on us what we need from Jesus. We need more of you, Jesus. We need more of you, God Almighty. We need more of your love. We need more of your hum, uh, humble humbleness. We need more of your humbleness. We need more of you, hallelujah, of your mercy. Give us compassion for people. Help us to serve other people. Help us to preach more of your gospel. Help us and give us wisdom. Help us to read more of your word. Help us to pray even more. Help us to fast. Hallelujah, let's continue to be with God And close to God, you keep it up You keep it up, brothers and sisters You hold on to Jesus Hallelujah Oh, the Lord have let, He have lived you, hallelujah With that cross for you to hold on The Lord says you take up that cross And follow me Hallelujah Do not let that cross go You know what that cross is, brothers and sisters trial trials Tribulations, hallelujah. Oh, diseases, whatever, whatever problem it is, whatever problem it is, you know, God, God, God Almighty is going, hallelujah, to reward you in heaven for being faithful, for being faithful to Jesus. God Almighty will reward you for being faithful, for being holding up, holding, holding, holding on to Jesus, for hoping on the Lord, for trusting the Lord Jesus Christ, for not losing your faith, hallelujah, for not having any thoughts. Oh, Lord, remove any thoughts and unbelief from us, dear God, hallelujah. Remove it, Lord. Cleanse your pride, God Almighty, cleanse us and help us to be ready, Lord, for the rapture. So then, Lord, when you call us home, we will be cleansed, pure righteousness and holy, Lord, because that's how you want your pride, my God Almighty. Help us, Lord, help us. Help us, Lord, to be close to you. Help us not to fail you because we fail you, Lord. Help us, God Almighty. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God Almighty. Yeshua HaMashiach. Praise the Lord, Sota Rama, Soma Rama, Sende Ravalin, Rama Shita Ravalin, Rava Rasta Sende Rama, Sende Ravalin, Rama Sota Rama Soma. Oh, God is wonderful, God is awesome. Oh, praise God Almighty, my brothers and sisters. You continue to continue to be with God. Hallelujah. God is going to be, God is going to protect his bride, my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah, that's you and I. Oh, and any of you friends that are listening, please, please come to the Lord. Please, there's no more time. Time is running out. Please believe and come to Jesus and give your life to Jesus. Hallelujah. Just ask the Lord to forgive you and to write your name in the book of life. Praise God. Say, Lord, forgive me. I repent. I repent, Jesus Christ. Oh, I give my life to you. I invite you into my heart. I accept you, Jesus Christ, that you are the Son of God, and please forgive me and write my name in the book of life. And for you Christians that are living a double life, backsliding, say I repent, Lord, forgive me, Lord. I come back to you and help me so I will not sin anymore, so I will not turn away from you. Help me, dear God, and strengthen me, Lord. Oh, stay and power my faith. And dear Lord, help me not to fail, not to fail you anymore. Help me to endure. Help me to be patient. And help me to depart myself from the world. Help me, Jesus, if you can. Help my brothers and sisters that you're living a double life. The Lord sees it all. You cannot hide from God. He will get you whatever you are. One way or or, or another way, he will, because God can see everything. No one can hide from Father God's eyes. No one, no one is this at all. Hallelujah. Just repent. Repent and come to the Lord and say, I'm sorry, and help me, God. Praise God. And use Hallelujah, you say that to the Lord, and the Lord will help you. Time is running out. My brothers and sisters, a lot of things have been happening. Only the Lord knows what will happen. God, this month, I don't know, my brothers and sisters, only God knows. Praise the Lord. What will happen? If it happens or if, it's not, if it doesn't happen, God knows it's the will of God. Don't focus too much on this month or faith, my brothers and sisters. Focus on Jesus. Hallelujah. Focus on Jesus and pray and be close to the Lord. Do not, do not let anybody confuse you. Hallelujah. You trust the Lord God Almighty only, my brothers and sisters. Trust the Lord God Almighty only, God Yeshua Mashiach Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord, and you continue to be with the Lord, and you fast and pray. And the Lord, the Lord God Almighty will reveal secrets to you, unsearchable things and secret things, my brothers and sisters. When you get close to God. And you find the Lord, and you knock, and you look, and you find him, and you find him. Hallelujah. Remember what happened to that woman in the Bible when she followed Jesus. She got in between of the multitude, and he touched Jesus' robe. And he said, Lord, if I can only touch your robe, I will be healed. Praise God. And she said at that moment she was healed, praise the Lord. That's how we have to find God, my brothers and sisters. You just go and grab that robe of Jesus. And he'll save you and he'll heal you and he will protect you. Oh, hallelujah, praise the Lord. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you, my brothers and sisters. You be safe in Jesus' arms. Praise God. Shalom, shalom. Be blessed by Jesus, Yeshua, Mashiach. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to the Godzilla 7 End Time Prophecy Channel. I'm Sister Barbara,
3: and I have
4: a prophecy I'd like to share with you today. Uh, I received this prophecy last week, and um, I've been uh, meditating on it over the the last several days, and uh, it's concerning a topic that I've never uh, discussed uh, publicly before uh, on the Godzilla 7 channel. And it's not having to do with any other uh, prophecy messages that I can tell right now um, that we have up, and there's probably near 700 up. So join me. I'm going to be in the book of Genesis. I'm going to be in Genesis uh, chapter 6. I'm going to read uh, verses 1 to 5. The title is called, The Wickedness and Judgment of Man. Now it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward. When the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, those were the mighty men who were of old men of renown. Next I'm going to be in the book of Jude. Uh, Jude, uh, let's see. Jude chapter 1, verses, uh, let's see, 6 and 7. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved an everlasting chain under darkness for the judgment of the great day, as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example of suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. So again, this, this prophecy, this uh, bothered me. So the title of the prophecy is The Coming of the Angels of Rebellion. I shall tip the scale. Those from the past shall revisit in the future. Those that had been cast down from the heavens because of their rebellion, those who taught the inhabitants of the earth, war, astrology, engineering, weaponry, Prepare yourselves, for what your eyes shall see is not of this world or your earth. Speak, daughter, of the time of change, the time of the watchers, the time of every vile deed and great wickedness. I shall shorten this time, as you have the understanding that these things are not from above, but from below. Do not fear, for I am with you. So how's that? I know that, that made me think about things. Uh, I had uh, already considered those uh, scriptures and uh, I know from the Genesis and some of the research I did that those uh, giants, they were the angels that were cast down from um, the heavens. And um, the fact that it's coming up now, this is really mind-boggling. So again, we know we're in the latter days. Uh, you don't know what you're going to see at this point because I can't even fathom what, what is going to be happening. Uh, so repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You can read about that Acts 2:38. Get your house in order. Uh, we know uh, the clock is ticking. I have the prophecy up there. The clock strikes 12 o'clock. So we're on the end here. Uh, and I'm proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord from now until September 23rd. 2015 Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement. If you're a new friend or subscriber out there, you might not understand what that is. Uh, That is the prophecy time frame. I got a prophecy back in, I believe it was January of 2012, with a specific time frame that I'm to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, where the Lord offers a complete cancellation of spiritual debt and a brand new beginning to everyone who responds to his message. And again, these are not our messages, these are his messages. Uh, that he spoke through us, so again, um we know time is short get get your house in order, uh, be prepared, you don't know what you're going to see uh and he says at the end of this um prophecy, do not fear for I am with you, so whatever it is, turn the t v off, shut your computer off, turn your phone off, spend some time with the lord, and uh Have a blessed and safe day. Remember to to like us on our Godfiller7 Facebook channel. I do put up some other things on there, and I do put up some of the scriptures uh, for prophecies that are coming up. So amen, and be safe today.
5: Praise the Lord, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. This is Minister Paul, a watchman on the wall for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ very serious message here. It's actually uh, the last day of August 8, 31 at 3 p.m. Pacific time, and I'm in Northern California. I have some very serious uh, announcements to make. And uh, it's not easy. But it must be done. So The day before I left from Oklahoma, I had already knew that I was to be back here before September 1st and that I had another assignment in early September. But I didn't know what it is and I was in no hurry to receive it. (laughs) I was in no hurry to receive it because I knew it was, I see the pattern of what God's doing. You know where it's at, it's in this holy word. We all see it. Those that have eyes to see and ears to hear, see it. The blind, they're just leading the blind into a ditch and off a cliff. But I see it. You see it. So, this uh, message from God began in Oklahoma. And... Let me just go into it, because I don't want to overthink it. In Oklahoma, God had told me, well, now I want you to march around the Capitol. And the first thing I thought of was Washington, D.C. You you couldn't be any farther from me in the United States. And I was so tired, and I, I said, okay. And I slept on it, and then this morning, I'd been home about three hours. And the Lord said, no, the capital of California, I want you to march there too. And there will be many people show up. And then all of a sudden, I had to go somewhere. And and while I was driving, it just all played out in my spirit and, and in my head. Exactly what I'm to do, let me say this: were to do, and so then I got home and I got a scripture and and another thing I'm to do, if you want to do it with me, feel free and Then I had a vision in this vision, there were all these judges like Supreme Court judges type, like the highest judges in the land type thing. And they were on this panel, and they were sitting down judging men and women, pronouncing ungodly judgment over people. And all of a sudden, there was lawlessness. They had people under their fingers, With their ungodly laws. And all of a sudden. Lawness came in. And they realized. We're just men. We have no power. And this bright light. As if the light of Jesus Christ himself. Appeared. Over these. Judgment. Men. That were doing ungodly judgment. It was just so bright. It literally consumed everybody there. And Jesus Christ said, I am the righteous judge. And that was confirmation enough for me. This is Operation Pronounce God's Judgment and Wrath. Pronounce God's Judgment and Wrath. And what the Lord has asked me to do, and I have said yes, is to march around the capital of California, Sacramento. And I'll put all the details in the box. And hold a sign that says, hashtag, God's judgment and wrath is here. This is not a prayer vigil. This is a stern rebuke from God to the nation. He is against the ungodly laws. And he's about to bring the judgment in and I asked are you sure about the wrath part and he said the judgment is the guilty verdict the wrath is the punishment picture that courthouse so we're gonna be pronounced we're as in the world those who are not in Christ Jesus, God will pronounce this entire world guilty under His laws, not ungodly laws of man, and He will bring that judgment, just like it would in a courthouse. Our attorney, Jesus Christ, will say these aren't people are not guilty, and this will bring the 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 verdict guilty and the sentence will be wrath. Tomorrow September 1st and that's when I'm uploading this. I'm making it on the on the 31st for tomorrow September 1st. I am to gather as many people as I can on Saturday, September 19th at 11.30 a.m. That's Saturday, September 19th at 11.30 a.m. to pronounce God's judgment and protest the ungodly laws of man and declare him the king. I can see in my head literally like a hundred people there with signs walking in obedience. So that's what I'm going to do. And then today he told me, you know, my wife bought me this uh, in 2012 for my birthday. It was my 50th, so I'm 51. So it was last year then. For my 50th birthday, you know, they call that the big one. It's big. Earthquake things um, she bought me some really cool stuff, like this heart It's made out of a you know and it wasn't expensive at all. It's like on Amazon, just made the whole day special um that's just what she does every day is special with my wife. love your spouses like never before this uh this heart is made out of the olive trees from. Jerusalem, and I just keep it right here all the time. And then the communion cups that we take communion with here, uh, do this in remembrance of me. I think I've shown those before. And then this lamp with the wick, it has just literally sat here, not knowing what to do with it. And today, the Lord told me to fill it with oil extra virgin olive oil and trim the wick. That's what God told me to do. To fill my lamp with oil and trim the wick. Now I know why I have this. So, the the scripture he led me to is Amos 2. And I have it right in front of me right here. It's a punishment. It's a fire. It's a lot of things. The Three transgressions of Judah. And for four I will not turn away. It's punishment. So The judgment on Moab. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at it right now. Amos 2. Judgment. I'm sorry, I'm overwhelmed. Amos T., Judgment on God's People. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the entire book of Amos. Because here's what God showed me. His judgment, we all know it's coming. I'm not putting dates on things. A lot of people say, well, does that mean like the, the rapture is on September 19th? Or is is, you know, look, what if, what if, what if the rapture wasn't until 2016? You're going to stop working for God? You're going to faint? You're gonna... We cannot grow weary in doing good. Jesus could come right now. YouTube doesn't know the date. Jesus could come right now. But if he gives you an assignment, you're going to go do that assignment. Such a major confirmation. There were There are people watching this video right now they are anointed, called, and gifted to go out and do things that are listed in 1 Corinthians 12. Heal the sick, use the gift of faith, prophesy, and we're all called by Jesus to go out and and labor In this final harvest, and it's ripe, and the laborers are few. And there's so many people, they just have made excuses. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuses for not doing it. God said there's things that have been hindrances in your life from stopping you from this final work in these last days that He is going to remove. And you're going to know what you're to be doing. And you're to obey it and go do it now let's say let's say I plan this, and the rapture is next week. What Jesus is telling me is, when when you stand before me, that's going to come up. Did you just stop? Because he told he, he, Jesus is funny, He showed me. he said, "You know, watchmen don't have a retirement program." Like you reach a certain age and you do a certain amount of work and then you retire and you get a check every month and 401k pension. He said, you keep watching till it's over. There's no retirement plan. You either die or he comes. Who wants that job? <laughs> so if you say yes, count the costs first. When I stand before Jesus when he comes on his perfect timing it'll come up so did you tell him Paul? or did you just wait for the rapture finish Oklahoma and say that's it remember when I asked you to pronounce my judgment and my wrath did you do that? so I don't know when he's coming I know tomorrow September 1st and we we all see everything lining up in September but the one we have to listen to and focus on is Jesus Christ your dreams are going to begin to make sense your visions are going to begin to get interpreted Your, your gifts are going to be stirred up and activated we're there saints and it's time to go out put all the details of this event I don't need any money the money I received, I'm uh, still blessing people with it in ways that only God will ever know. And, uh, and and this is also funded. There's two things I have to do, three things I have to do in September. One of them is on the September 13th on the Feast of Trumpets, I'm uh, giving a message that uh, God gave me at this church right here, real quick. Here's everything you need. Sunday, the thirteenth, three p.m., Sacramento, California. Actually, Antelope. Antelope is just a northern, like, suburb area of uh, North Sacramento. That's Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, September thirteenth. And I, I didn't plan or arrange none of that. The second thing is is to go to the San Jose area and witness as a part of operation Jesus Matters because God told me as soon as I got back it ain't over it ain't finished and uh, the, the third thing is this so I'm going to sound this alarm I'm going to put it out here's the thing there's so many things coming and no one can stop it there's no bunker deep enough There's there's no one here powerful enough to stop it, read what judgment and wrath entails. it's serious, and let's go out and tell this world that we do not give in to ungodly laws. We submit to God. who is the law? This whole world was founded by God. And we said, we don't want you anymore. And that comes with the price. Matter of fact I wanted to show a couple of things and then sorry it's it's a heavy message, but I do apologize. But I I'm gonna make it. Why? Remember we talked about obedience to him. I'm just gonna go down there and do what he said to do and uh also gonna require me is, is uh, my my physical strength but God has something planned. In Oklahoma with the street preacher, I'm uploading a testimony right now. He he gave uh gave me these uh bumper stickers he makes for free a street preacher. Been on the street ten years. This is one of them. I love it. Salvation is free, but it ain't cheap. Matthew six twenty four. If you're living like there ain't no God, you'd better be right. And another amazing thing that happened to me when I was in uh, Oklahoma City Saturday marching was at the end of the march I was presented with this book. And I'm going to show this to final boarding call, our last mission. When we talked about coincidences, what do you think the odds are going to Oklahoma and receiving this book? and this bumper sticker and this message today. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I will obey you. I will sound this alarm. Judgment and God's wrath is coming. I will announce it. I will stand against ungodly laws. Having done all, I will stand. I will read the book of Amos. I will fill this up with oil. I will trim its wick. And I will share this message with the world. I will... I must we love you Jesus amen
6: blessings everybody how's everybody doing um I wanted to share something with you all something happened to me last night and I look kind of tore up right now because I'm overwhelmed I'm absolutely overwhelmed um I was in prayer last night at church and I can't even stop moving. Um, I was in prayer last night at church and our pastor's wife was leading um, worship and prayer. And out of nowhere, I had a vision of the throne room and it wasn't just in my mind. It was like, The throne room was superimposed over the sanctuary What I was, I was standing, you know, several rows back and all of a sudden I saw my eyes were open, superimposed over, um, over the sanctuary, (sighs) the throne room, God. And I couldn't even stay on my feet. Uh, It felt like my heart was blasted open and that every wall that had been put up by me and by the world was blasted down. I saw... I saw the beasts with their wings crying holy, holy, holy. I saw the throne of God. I saw the throne of God. And I saw him sitting on his throne. And I couldn't see his face. That's how I knew it was real. I couldn't see his face. Because it shone so brightly. Brighter than the sun. And I knew, and as I dropped to my knees before him, that he saw me, he saw me there. And there were rainbows all around him. He is so real. <laughs> Jesus, if you have ever doubted, And you've ever had a thought in your mind that he was just an imagination, that he was just a story made up. He is so real. What I saw superimposed over what was around me, the throne room that I saw that I was allowed a glimpse of is more real than anything that we see here around us everything that is around us is going to pass away and is going to disappear. But that throne room where the Lord is, where the angels are, where the elders are, that is going to be forever and ever and ever. He is more real than anything Just cry out to him. Ask him to show you. Ask him to show you how to see him. The word says you have not because you ask not. And if you earnestly cry out to God and ask for him to show himself to you, he will do it. He is faithful. He is faithful. He stands at the door and knocks. Thank you. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. We are not worthy. But because of his. His never ending love. His grace and his mercy. Extends to us. And all he wants. Is that we turn our hearts to him. It's all he wants. He is worthy. He is worthy. It's the beauty in him. is more beautiful than anything you could ever imagine on earth. is. But believe yourself, so. it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Everything that you want for yourself, all of your opinions, your emotions, all of these fleshly things, they're not worth it. They're not worth it. Seek Him with all of your heart. Turn to Him have the blessings that are waiting for us. I just, I just want the clothes to look at me. Just imagine. I'm praying. I'm praying for all of you. Pray for me. God bless you all. I love you.
2: I'm Stephen Benoon and you are watching Israeli News Live. We have some very serious news, both in Israel and in the border of Russia and Eastern Europe tonight. I want to bring this news to your attention here. This came off of uh, TASS Russian News Agency here, and there's actually several articles I'd like to bring to your attention because this has been mounting now over the course of the last year. But this particular news article does certainly... Uh, Bring to mind a very serious situation russia's security chief says hot, uh, hot beds of tension emerge near russia 's border. Uh, this is the official statement from them there the United States and NATO are increasing their military presence in europe European states neighboring Russia uh, it says here uh, on September first uh, the military tensions are being created, and u s and NATO military presence is increasing near Russia's border, Russian Security Council Secretary uh, Nikolay uh, Pratushev Patrus- said on Tuesday. The United States and NATO are increasing their military presence. European states uh, neighboring Russia's a hotbed of military uh, tensions are being created near our bar- border, he says. There, there have been continuous attempts at bringing anti-Russian political regimes to power, In former Soviet states, uh, Petrushchev said, delivering a lecture at the State Marine Technical University at St. Petersburg, he said here on the first Tuesday. Most Western powers were actively upgrading their armed forces inventory in the offensive capability of North Atlantic Alliance and armed services was growing, he added. Uh, we also know that there is a tremendous amount of tension going on in Ukraine. Uh, not only is it uh, the fighting going on still continuous in the eastern part of Ukraine, heavy shelling has been going back and forth between uh, the Donsk and Luhansk regions uh, against the advancing Kiev forces there. Of course, they have actually been able to hold their own. And uh, and then, of course, Poroshenko seems to be losing his grip on power as far as controlling his own public there. As uh, they were getting ready to vote yesterday for uh, their their the change of their uh, constitution, as we reported this yesterday as well, riots broke out in the capital. Uh, capital, 3,000 protesters were there. Of course, uh, the uh, Kiev's government is blaming. Uh, this partly on Russia that they believe that they were involved in it, uh, but no doubt as I we put it also in our own news there that they're they're reaping what they sow. They brought the United States in with a bunch of neo Nazis in order to overthrow the uh, legalized government that was elected in uh, Ukraine, regardless of no doubt the the issues that may have come with that government. But they did a coup instead of de- dealing with this through sort of a political means, instead of trying to negotiate with Russia to get involved with this, the United States helped do a coup to overthrow the government there. Well, they were successful in doing so, but now it's turned into an all out war and, a, and in fact, an annihilation, a genocide of the of the Russian speaking people in Eastern Ukraine. It's quite a shame to see this actually happening. Uh, but anyway, there's, there's other news as well that we have noted in this, uh, uh, other articles that have been brought to our attention as well regarding this, uh, Russia, by the way, we're dropping uh, soldiers off, not a military drill, that is, not a military drill. This is Russia putting soldiers closer to the border because of the tensions uh, that they say are happening on their border there. Um, uh, we also find in another article uh, that we've posted on israeli news live our facebook page It's called the the big read is the name of the news source for this as well uh and the title of the article is russia border tensions uh, behind the reddit between nato and moscow over ukraine there is a little appetite for war now this is an article where they're picking up the conversation of a polish woman who lives only a few miles from the russian border and this is what she says here you can hear the shooting at four in the morning says Ms. Plinyinus, uh, Pl- uh, Pl- Pl- uh, who lives in uh, Br- uh, Branoa, a small town a few miles from the border uh, with Kalingrad, the heavily militarized Russian enclave squeezed between Poland and the Baltic states. When you know that, that your friends are out there in the field, it makes you think that the threat is real, she stated. Since the invasion of the annexation of Crimea early last year, as the article reports, and the subsequent conflict in the East Ukraine, the border between the eastern edge of Europe and Russia has seen a surge in military activity, a public fear, the specter of uh, insurgent aggressive Uh, Russia has spooked the likes of Poland and the Baltic states where tens of millions remember decades of the Soviet rule and every school child is taught of the invasion and annexation and attacks by the Moscow in the centuries past. Now, I I might bring this a little bit home for us. My wife grew up in the former Soviet Union. She actually, when she was a, a high school student, a senior in high school, is when uh, the former Soviet states were liberated. She was in the country of Slovakia. She was also uh, entering into medical school at the time. and uh, But this came as a shock to her. She grew up under this such a regi- regime. And, and she'll tell you, she did not like living under communism. But our issue that we look at here is what is creating the problems that we're seeing here in Eastern Europe. And quite frankly, A lot of the, the, we we try to put aside the political rhetoric here because we're definitely not for communism, but we see that Russia is trying to protect their own interests. NATO did a buildup of forces before Russia ever come up on the border here. And uh, it was uh, the United States that was involved in overthrowing the Ukrainian government before Russia had to come to Crimea's aid. Uh, in order to protect the 90% Russian speaking people in Crimea. It was realistically a a genocide that was happened to any of the Russian people there. There's been evidence to to support this. There's been documentary by Russia also also that supports this. Uh, There has been other evidence that has come out of the Ukraine to show the, the murder of the civilian population. So all rhetoric aside, We must look at this. As I said again, my wife grew up in the Soviet Union and she did not like it. And she tells you it is not the type of life you would want to live under communism. So we don't support communism, but then again, we don't support uh, a a globalist agenda where the United States is fighting the Vatican's wars and taking over lands as as a land grab of where they think that they should do. So we tried to show you the non-biased side of this here because I'm certainly proud of being an American, but I am ashamed of the Obama administration and the actions that they have actually done against different governments around the world here in the the last uh, eight years. Uh, Even under Bush, there's been things that were done that are certainly not ethical by the United States uh, government. But the United States people, on the other hand, are great people, people that love, people that do care, a Christian nation, or at least at once was a Christian nation. There's still many believers there to stand for moral and, and doing the right things. But more and more, we're finding American citizens that are actually taken aside for Russia on this situation because showing at least their support that Russia does not appear to be the aggressor in this situation here. As we saw recently in Roy Jones Jr., the famous uh, 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 Boxer in America, undefeated boxer in the United States, there also uh, stepped forward and said there should be more dialogue between the two nations. It's something that doesn't need to come to blows, such as this. Uh, Anyway, in other news here, I want to bring to your attention here we have a very serious situation going on in Israel in the Old City. And by the way, if you are visiting Israel, if you're visiting the Old City, I would caution you especially at nighttime now israel has some of the most amazing security forces in the world uh without a without a doubt but you must keep in mind too they have a stand-down policy when it comes to the arab people there and in the east in the jewish quarter where arabs are wanting to attack jews it is becoming increasingly more and more dangerous uh to travel through there especially at night time i would think daytime is as far safer by far uh, but just be aware and use caution when traveling at night time. Uh, of course, the Arabs, they are very much prejudiced, they hate the Jewish people, and they attack the Jewish people, uh, so if you're not Jewish, then you have a heck of a lot safer time as far as that goes, but terrorism is terrorism nonetheless, and it's certainly appalling to know. Anyway, in an the article here on Israel National News, this article here uh, actually came out uh, today as well, it says special security officer to guard Jerusalem's old city. Uh, and it says, in the midst of an ongoing wave of terrorism in Jerusalem, a security officer has been appointed by the municipality to help protect the security of the Jews in the area. Arut Sheva has learned that the officer began his job on Tuesday, which is kind of a shame if you ask me, one security guard. That's all they do is give the Jewish people one security guard. They need at least a dozen, a dozen well-armed security personnel patrolling the streets in, in groups of three uh, constantly in the Jewish quarter, and, and also even in the Muslim quarter where, where Jews are residing and amongst the Arabs there, where they constantly face attacks uh, by them. But anyway, it says here that Arush Sheva has learned that the, officers, uh, the officer began his job on Tuesday, joining a security officer appointed by the educational system and working on the behalf of the municipality and the Old City uh, neighborhoods, including the Jewish quarter. Last week, it was revealed that the housing ministry is is operating a security system in the old city basin. their quarters of the old city, the Mount of Olives, uh, Shalach, uh, Silwan, and the city of David, which suggests Jerusalem is uh, indeed under an intifada. I want you to hear that once again. The article states here that as a result that the security force had to be hired by the municipality and set up, to guard the Mount of Olives, Shiloh, or Silwan, as some people call it, and the city of David, uh, also uh, the Jewish quarter as well, uh, the, in the, old, uh, the old city basin there. It says, suggest Jerusalem is indeed under an intifada. Now, let's look at the statistics on this, so it kind of gives you a better idea of why this is actually needed. In June and July, there were 580 terror attacks, against jewish civilians and security forces including 477 stone throwing attacks at vehicles and 28 firebombing attacks on jewish houses and vehicles other security incidents included throwing uh, empty glass bottles shooting fireworks and destruction of property jerusalem city councilman aria king pushes the council to appoint a security officer to guard the old city uh, citing the hundreds of calls from residents who felt the city was not taking an active enough role in preventing the attacks. Uh, I can only imagine though what uh, the guidelines are for this uh, to say the least there. Now, let me give you another example though uh, of, of a Jewish attack here. So, cause like I said, some people think sometimes that these uh, thrown, stone throwing uh, cases are really nothing here. Uh, take a look on your screen here. This shattered out window here, this was a Jewish family uh, this is on another article on uh, Israel National News. It says Jewish families attack, uh, attacked by Arab mob in Shalach. Uh, it says here, a group of Jewish families living in the Shalach or Silwan neighborhood of Jerusalem were attacked by an Arab mob on Monday. The group that was attacked on Monday were helped to move into the area by uh, Ataret, uh Kohanim, an institution that has made it a priority to help facilitate uh, the redemption of Jewish property held by Arabs. Uh, Atarat Kohanim's executive director Daniel Lerua spoke to Arut Shiva on Tuesday and recounted the two separate attacks on Jewish families uh, that occurred on Monday night. The first attack occurred around 8.30 p.m. when an Arab terrorist threw an explosive at a Jewish vehicle, which was luckily empty. Another attack around 10 p.m. saw Arabs throwing an explosive at a car transporting two families into the area. The explosive was powerful. It burst uh, apart the steel mesh grid on top of the bulletproof uh, front window of the vehicle. And this is what you're seeing here. So this definitely was some type of explosive. It is a bulletproof glass, and it has just destroyed this car's windshield there. But luckily, the glass being bulletproof kept it from penetrating. The steel uh, cages on these vehicles are extremely thick. They're nothing lightweight there. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to put it on the screen here for you as well, a car that we have as well that was attacked uh, on numerous occasions, just to give you an idea how thick the steel grids are on them there. Uh, uh, according to Larua, police are investigating the incidents but have not yet arrested any suspects. They say the explosives used were stronger than regular firebombs. Uh, the incident comes several days after another group of Jewish families reclaimed homes in Shylock last Thursday. Those homes are a part of the Beit Rachel Complex uh, built on land that belonged to the Yemenite uh, Hakadesh, the old Yemenite community of Jerusalem, which was founded in 1882. At its peak, 144 to 150 Yemenite Jewish families were living and thriving and successful in the Yemenite village on the slopes of Mount Zion, overlooking the city of David, the Shalak Springs, the Temple Mount, and the Old City. Many of the original Jewish buildings were destroyed by the Arab uh, Arabs between 1938 and 1945. Through the title of the land still, uh, through the title on the land still remained. Uh, anyway, just tremendous problems going on all over the world. Israel, certainly, the focal point of everything. Uh, NATO and Russia, at each other's necks right there. Uh, you can only hope and pray that peace would come out of this situation, especially in the case of NATO and Russia the last thing we need is a uh, is an all-out war between these two nations, because believe me, if it goes into a war, it is going to be a major war. Nothing, nothing at all to sneeze at. And both countries uh, possessing tremendous capabilities to annihilate the other country. And that's something that Yeshua actually stated uh, also, that uh, they would be speaking of total destruction, which Iran has threatened to totally destroy Israel. Um, and Russia has made it quite clear they would use nuclear weapons if they saw that they were not winning a war. So, very serious situation indeed. Uh anyway, I'm Stephen and You're watching Israeli News Live. Shalom. Good evening.
7: Hi everyone. Um hopefully everyone is doing well. Um I have not been on here for a while making videos, but I have still um I'm still looking for Jesus to come back any day now. Uh, we are in the month of September and a lot of things are expected to occur this month and have already occurred. Um we've already went past the um Jewish New Year, the start of that um on Rosh Hashanah, which um was expected to start on the evening of the 13th, although was delayed by a little bit by a um, sandstorm in Israel, so they couldn't see the new moon until two days later. But as um, uh, far as Jewish feast days, uh, we still have the Feast of Atonement coming up. Uh, that begins on the evening of the 22nd, and... Um, lasts for five days, I think, and then after that, the Feast of Tabernacles begins on the evening of the 27th, and lasts five to seven days, taking us into the first part of October, so a lot of encouragement um, as far as Jesus coming, although he doesn't have to come on a feast day, but um, I know a lot of people are expecting him to, and he very well very well likely could, so um, just keep looking up, and um, as you know, there's uh, been a lot of increase in earthquakes, and volcanoes, and just general unrest in this world, and we um, yeah, have, let's see, the Pope is coming to America on the 23rd, and so that'll be very prophetic, and we have the fourth and final blood moon of this uh tetrad coming up on the 28th so um Mm -hmm. we're expecting something major to happen um to israel after during or after that blood moon so uh definitely a lot of things to look forward to for um looking at prophecy here um so just uh keep watching um Along those same lines, um, I was going through the parable of the wise and foolish virgins and was just kind of wondering about it. And the Lord gave me some revelation um, as to more of kind of what what it means. So um, I'll go ahead and share that with you. So, um, okay, the parable of the wise and foolish virgins. The kingdom of, of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins, The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they were went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore for you, know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So that was uh, Matthew 25, verse uh, 1 through 13. And, um, okay, so the parable, of the wise and foolish virgins, where they're both called, both groups are called virgins, which indicates that they're both um both groups are believers, because why would um, they? Why would the un- unbelievers be called virgins? Virgin represents someone who's pure, and we've, been, of course, been made pure in the blood of the Lamb. So, um, just want to make it straight that both groups are groups of believers. Um, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.